This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday. My name is Lisa McDonald. I am your host with Carpe Diem with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I want to thank you again for joining me, and I want to welcome my phenomenal guest. Super, super blessed and grateful to have a fellow Harvard speaker who I met this summer in Boston. His name is Kayvon Fats, and because the show expands to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and has the potential for millions of iTunes downloads, what I'm going to do before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue with Kayvon, as I always do with my guests, is just plug a little bit about Kayvon's background. So who is Kayvon? Well, Kayvon is recognized as a lifestyle entrepreneur, high-performance business and transformational coach, and keynote speaker. As a national athlete in two sports and a two-time collegiate male athlete of the year, Kayvon is transforming and inspiring high school students across the country with his Epic Life Academy. He shows young adults how to stop being pushed by their pressures in life and how to begin to be pulled by their passions. His mission is to speak in every high school across North America and be the outside change agent for our future leaders. So, Kayvon, welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, such a pleasure, Kayvon. I knew, I mean, we were both blessed to have not only had the opportunity to speak at Harvard this summer in Boston, uh, but, you know, there were so many people there, phenomenal people. Everybody's shone in their own unique, specific way. But I have to say that there was something about your aura specifically, something about your presence, never mind your Harvard speech, which I'm going to ask you to share with our listening audience because it certainly inspired me. Um, but I knew I had to have you on the show, and I've got other people lined up. But Kayvon is my first Harvard person. Yay! Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, that's a big a bio to follow and I really appreciate you for having me and uh, I think we both felt that presence and I think it was being the presence of the room uh, yes. the presence of that amazing university again thank you Harvard for having us there and uh, and all the people in the in the audience it was just it was very very uh, just awesome I would say and I am very grateful to uh, to have been there and to have met you for sure well, fantastic, Kayvon. So I appreciate your kind words as well. So why don't we share with the listening audience a little of uh, your speech. I want to hear your speech because that was really outside of our initial introductions and mingling within the room and getting a feel for people, which when you spend three days, two days intensely with people, you get to, to read people extremely well. But your speech really did it for me. It, uh, it made me want to reach out and say, let's take this a little bit further. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listening audience and myself once again, who would love to listen to this speech over and over again, I'm going to let you have the floor. You take it away, Kayvon. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, you're right off the cuff, too. I love it. Woohoo! <clears throat> I can still remember it. I was 19 years old driving with my family in a third world country, and all of a sudden, we come to an immediate stop. And before I could even look up, I had his hands ripping me from my car. I was tossed into a van, speeding in the opposite direction. When I finally came to, I was standing in the back of a dark alley with men screaming at me in a language I didn't even understand. As they got closer, I could see the blindfolds in their hands and the smell of tar and gasoline got stronger. Walking through that hidden door with those blindfolds on, I fell to my knees. I was shaking, sweat pouring from my face as my bottom lip was trembling. And then I felt it. The barrel of some gun digs into the back of my head. As I pleaded for my life, tears racing down my face, all I can think about is how I didn't want to die. I was just too young. I kept screaming, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. 
And if I just had one chance left, I just wanted to tell my mother how much I loved her. With those blindfolds on, I accepted my fate. And it felt like I was already dead. And then there was a silence, which seemed like it was for eternity. And then I heard a voice in broken English saying, Stop! Don't do it! Don't shoot! And they let us go. I wasn't dead. And every moment since that day, I am just so grateful for another chance. And when I see myself speaking on your show here today, it is a great day to be alive. And it's a great moment to be here today. I now live my life with this guiding principle that no one will control my fate or what my truth is. And that just also happened to be a key belief of the world's most famous university. This principle is so powerful that I now spend my days coaching students and professionals how to combine their external expertise with their internal insights so they can create their epic life. So here's how the Harvard's crest and my kidnapping can change your life starting right now. The Harvard's crest symbolizes a philosophy ingrained in the education of many of the most successful, famous, and iconic individuals. It is as simple as a crimson-colored shield with three books, and together they spell the word Veritas. The founders believed that learning was the pursuit of Veritas, meaning truth. The two books open represent how we should divide our time in order to discover our truth. Two books instruct us that we're supposed to spend two-thirds of our time learning, learning from our friends, from our family, from the world. That third book is Face Down. This means that with that final third time, you must look inward to learn from yourself. It is only when all three books come together do they spell that word veritas, meaning without introspection or belief in yourself, one cannot fully discover their own truth. Before being physically kidnapped, I had been metaphorically kidnapped for decades by my job, my situation, and my past. If you've ever done something because someone told you to, you've been kidnapped. If you justified a boring day or hung out with destructive friends, or this is my all-time favorite, count of the days until your next vacation, I'm telling you, you've been kidnapped. Like that gun to my head, your metaphorical kidnappers are holding a gun to your head. And here's what I believe that is inside of every single bullet of every single gun. Ego, self-doubt, and imaginary judgments. You may think that if you make a move, you'll die. Actually, if you don't make that move, it's like you're already dead. Because the only purpose, the sole purpose of that pistol of fear is to terrify you into submission, to keep you down with the blindfolds on until you take your last breath. And that is just no way to live. It is in that state of fear of not knowing, being afraid, is when we ignore that third book of believing in yourself and we spend all of our time waiting for the world to define or to deliver our truth, whether that's our passions, our purpose, or even our happiness. If you've been living as a kidnapped victim, the Harvard's crest and my kidnapping are telling you, you need to believe in yourself. So you can discover your own truths. This is the time to get up off your feet and to take those blindfolds off and stop letting anyone else determine your life. Stop being pushed by all the pressures and begin to be pulled by your passions. Look at those fear-driven parts in your life and realize making a move will not end it. It will begin it. And you can stop finally living life as a victim and become a victor. You are no longer a hostage. You are free. Wow. And free you are. Wow. I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I take away something new every time I hear that. That's just absolutely fantastic. I'm sure your words have uh, clearly resonated with listeners and made them think, hopefully shift a bit. So, Kayvon, I just want to say you're, you're clearly on fire. Uh, you're clearly motivated. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of gumption going on. You're taking lots of risks. And for having an incident like that, uh, very unique experience. Um, 
Yes, absolutely. Having a gun held to your head would catapult anybody. Well, I shouldn't say that. It could go one of two ways, right? That could get people stuck. It could get people uh, immersed in the whole fear factor, um, you know, wanting to withdraw from society. You, however, you saw the gift and the blessing within that moment of darkness and trepidation and fear, and you stepped right into it, my friend. You just thought, "Uh uh-uh. You're not going to win. You don't have power over me. And look at where you've where you've come. I mean, leaps and bounds. Fantastic. So let me ask you this then, Kayvon. Since our time at Harvard, uh, and I'm sure that the Harvard experience probably just further propelled you, but not unlike what you are motivated to do on a daily basis anyway. This is how you live your life. This is in your DNA. This is how you navigate, maneuver your life. But since your time at Harvard, what's changed? What's what's increased? What's improved? What's exponentially taking off for you? Well, well first and foremost, I would say that uh, what changed was the internal change. I mean, and I have to be honest, like when you step on a stage like Harvard and you speak in front of the crowd that we have spoken in front of, I mean, that that was the change right there in the moment that it, it everything becomes just more real. And you realize that you're doing the right thing. And, and when you get off that stage and you have all these powerful people speaking to you and coming up to you and telling you how, and them telling you how much you've encouraged them, it just it, it just makes you realize that you know you're on that right path. So when I came back, I came back with even more energy, more passion, which I don't even you know where do you get it from? And I just and I use that, and and, and it's kind of it's very interesting because this is what we talk about surges in life, right? We everyone like when I was younger and I was labeled and, and all this stuff, the 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 the, uh, the principals, the teachers, would be like, "Okay, when you get really really excited, and then and then sometimes you get low, and or you get really really hyper, and then it's, it's it, we call those those surges in life." And people think that that's, oh, well, that's, you must be manic or you must be depressed. It's like, no, it's, we go through these natural surges in life. And I think of it like the ocean, right? The, the surfer waits for that big wave to come. He's piling, he's piling, he's piling. It's difficult. And then he gets on that board and he's surfing and he's having a good time. And well, what happens? The, the wave crashes just like that surge. So what I did was when I came back, I just try to ride that momentum as, as hard and as far as I could. And until I knew it, it was going to crash. I was going to wake up one day, and it was going to crash. And the big key insight is, what are you doing when the wave crashes and you're waiting for that next big one? Are you just hanging on the beach? Or are you back out on that water doing the right things, making the smart decisions? And that's what I did. So as soon as I got back, I called out to my network. I, you know, I obviously posted on my social media so all my followers can see that if they couldn't see it live. I actually went to the school boards with it. I worked with now two new school boards since that. I worked with a program called Game Ready, where I got to work with a unique group of five amazing high school individuals, ranging from grade 9, 10, 12, and 11, believe it or not, and to implement my new academic uh, academy, uh, Epic Life Academy. And it was it's just, I can't tell you, it's been amazing. When I get reviews from parents saying that my kid is asking cool questions at home, we haven't seen them like this. One mother said, I've birthed my own child, and I've never seen him this confident and, and this excited about life. And I mean, I worked with him for five weeks. Wow. We just, we just started. Wow. Imagine what it's going to be after a year, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Every, yeah, because I really believe Every kid is just one carrying adult away from being a success story. And every kid just needs that one person to believe in them, no matter who it is, just somebody. And that's me. I want to be that agent for all these kids because nobody believed in me except one person, which was my mother. And, I, and, I, and had I had someone else to give me tools that maybe my mother could not give me, you know, who knows where I would have been. Absolutely. Well, Kayvon, I really appreciate you saying that. And that's not unlike something that uh, my guests and I often talk about here on radio. You know, people look at where people have risen in the ranks. Uh, you know, they're at the, the echelon of what it is they are inspired 
jazzed, fired up to do. And people think it's just overnight success. People don't realize the behind the scenes. They don't realize, you know, two steps forward, sometimes 10 steps backwards. And so, and of course, you know, we also have to market with what we do as entrepreneurs. So you're constantly having to give people and show people the momentum of what's actively going on. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. So you have to externally also put the message out there. This is what's going on. These are my updates. And, um, But, yeah, when I talk to my guests, you know, people oftentimes say, people think, you know, I just pumped out this best-selling album, this best-selling book, uh, this, you know, I just got the Grammy Award, and it just happened overnight. Well, here we are again, another reminder through another guest who has learned how to turn shit into gold. And, you know, and this would really resonate with the people who are listening because, of course, this is all about personal empowerment, personal development, relinquishing fear, embracing fashion, or sorry, embracing passions and uh, authentic leadership. So you clearly embody all of those necessary ingredients and characteristics, Kayvon, to be executing and enriching and impacting the lives that you are interfacing with. So good on you. We need more people like you in this world, particularly with those age groups. I mean, that is so key uh, to, you know, the future generations and what our society is going to morph into. So good on you. Well, I really, you know, I really appreciate that. And I thank you for saying that. And I think that was the biggest motivator for me was I always knew growing up, I wanted, I, you know, you just have this burning desire in you and you don't know really what it was. And for me, my, my dream, you know, your, everyone has that dream. My dream was to just come out and be Lenny Kravitz for one day in front of all those people and just ripping on that guitar. Right. And we, sure you can dream, dream, but there's also realistic, right? And, I can't even play music. I'm the last guy you want to bring to the concert. You know when you go to that concert and everyone's clapping and there's that one guy, that one guy that's completely off and wrecking it for everyone? That's me. But I don't want to be that guy. You know? So so I knew music was not going to happen. And then the next thing I wanted to do was was be a professional athlete. Like I, I played university football and I was ski racing at a national level. And, and I always wanted, you know, I wanted to be in the NFL. And, I mean, again – we got to get to a point where reality kicks in and you can be the, you know, the best athlete and manifest your way uh, to be the best athlete. But at the end of the day, you know, skill has something to do with it. And I knew that, you know, I, that, that wasn't going to be for me. So what happened was I started asking myself, well, why, why do I want to be the rock star? Why do I want to be a professional athlete? Why did I want to have that dreams of jumping out on that ice rink when, when they say, now here comes your, the team and the, and the skaters come jumping on that, you know, you get that, that feeling. And I, and I realized, well, when, when Lenny Kravitz is up at that end of that stage looking to all those people, well, what's he doing? He's performing, but he's also inspiring. He's, he's making people feel good. And then I said, okay, so what's with the sports? Well, I'm competitive. I love the competition. But again, it's a whole collective group of people coming together to cheer each other on and cheer that team on. So I said, well, what? how can I do that? But that's something that's actually achievable and attainable for something that I can do. And that's when I thought, I want to be a public speaker. And then it turned into snowballing and, well, where and who. And, and then I had a moment where... It just hit me, if someone would have came to me at high school with this outside-of-the-box thinking, maybe I could have catapulted this at 20, 21, not have to wait until I was 30, the number one salesperson across the country in my company, to and then, and then to still not be accepted and I have to have that pain and fear and all that negative stuff for me to really have to wake up and realize that I need to be me and I need to finally own myself and give the world what, what they deserve. It was like, I was not doing anyone, any service, keeping myself tucked away, trying to fit into this box that society tells me or, or living the dreams of what my parents wanted me to be or what my friends thought I should be instead of living my dream. And right now, it's 8.30 a.m. I'm living in Vancouver, and I can honestly tell you, I am living my dream. And I have you to thank for that and everyone else listening. So thank you so yeah. much. Well, what you said is bingo, my friend. You know, so clear. I mean, I can hear the clarity. And this is what we talk about. You know, when you're in this realm of 
trying to be the best version of yourself every single day, to hustle, to hit the pavement every day, to break your own records, smash your own records. It's not about being in competition with other people. It's about being the best possible version of yourself, which means you've got to be fiercely committed and invested every single day. And as you would know, Kayvon, along the way, people are going to fall off because we're all mirrors to one another. And so for people who are still stuck, for people who can't get out of their own way, for people who haven't yet learned the skill of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, somebody with your type of energy, somebody with your type of drive, and somebody who's as results-oriented and seeing it coming to fruition every single day, that, you know, that's too much of a reality check for other people. But I think the message in this is you're just living your life and being true to you. This isn't about, you know, because you rise, other people have to feel like, you know, there's some inequities going on. Everybody has to make that conscious decision for themselves. And not everybody wants to be a rock star. Not everybody wants to be a professional athlete. Not everybody wants to be a professional speaker. However, you've got to figure out at some point, if you're committed to doing so, what is it you feel you're here to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? So I just want to say good on you. And, I mean, I didn't realize you were that young. I mean, the fact that you've mastered that kind of mindset at that age, good on you, Kayvon. Some people, unfortunately, they come and go through life and they never got it. I, I tell you right now, I, I'm getting, I, you know, it's because it's your story, right? It's my story. And, yeah. and and before all of that, right, I wasn't this person that people might be thinking on the radio. Like, I, you know, in grade one, they told, like, I failed grade one. They made me fail grade Who fails grade one? Like, really? Like, did I have that hard of a time with the pluses and minuses? You know? I thought you beat on that. I almost failed kindergarten. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm sure they would have failed me kindergarten, too. And, the reality is, I mean, all my life they told me that I wouldn't pass grade eight, I wouldn't pass high school. In university, I was on my university scholarship and the and the dean of the special resource center. So this is a person that's supposed to be caring, the person that's supposed to tell you to go to your dreams and, and to show you how and create that roadmap, looks at me and tells me to quit university, that college and going to business was my pipe dream and that I should go back and work at the factory where my dad worked and slave for 50 years. Now, I love my dad and I'm thankful for that, but that was the one place I feared the most I never wanted to do. And here's this person at 21. I had left home. I didn't know who I was. I was already lost. And this is what I hear. You want to be talk about being like rock bottom. Like that was the first point in my life where I was just lost, right? And, and it took me a long time to get out of that. And I still didn't get out of it. And when you came back to that, what I really like is that a lot of people go through their whole life and they don't get it. I say, we wake up sleeping. And the two most important days, I believe, in our lives are the day we were born, but the day we realize why we were born. And I am so fortunate that I found out why. I was born and what my purpose is and mission is in this world at my age. And yeah, I'm very grateful for it. And I say, I woke up, I finally woke up and my life changed. But I, but here's the kicker here. Here's, here's what I would love to drive home to people. It's not, Oh, my life changed. Now everything's good. No, it's my life's changed. Now I have to change the things I'm doing in my life. I had to take massive action. I wanted to be big. So I took a massive action. The next day, I called my boss and left my career, a professional sales career, pharmaceutical sales. Anyone who knows that career knows it's a very lucrative career, very free career, you know, and I left that. I made massive action, and I put out to the world that this is my mission, and this is what I'm going to do. I took out all of my life savings, all of it, and put it into myself. I just invested every penny I had, and I put it into myself. And where did I get that idea? By every other success story. They tell you, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. And it it will come. But you need to believe. That's the thing is, my whole life I could have invested, but without that belief, it's it's empty. You you end up crashing, or you do end up kind of retracting and hiding and going into those negative thoughts. And I've been there, and I know there, and we get them. I still get them. 
But when I do get those negative thoughts, I tell myself, I got two options. Do I go down the negative path and let this wreck my day or let me not do what I want today? If so, the question is, are you okay with that today, Kayvon? At the end of the day, are you okay with not being positive and not going after what you dream of? If that's the question, sure then, take the day off. But chances are, when I ask myself that, it's always no, I'm not okay with it. So I'm going to take the other option. Not let that negative overpower the positive. And no, it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And that's the best part. Are you willing to do it? Beautiful. Oh, you got me going. You got me going. Whoa! Oh, Kayvon's on fire. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. This is the energy that you emitted at Harvard that I knew we were going to continue to remain in contact and follow each other's journeys and be a part of it to the best that we both could and we're, we're honored to be committed to. So this is fantastic. This is exactly what this network is all about. It's exactly what the premise of my show is all about. Uh, you are exemplifying it beautifully, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's, it is. It's amazing. I can't tell you. And I mean, for your listeners out there, I if you have that burning, I just wish I can put it out there. Like, if you have that burning desire, we always hear about this burning desire, is just accept it. Don't fight it anymore. Like, be confident. If if you're fortunate enough to to be alive is one thing. But if you're fortunate enough to to know that you have an inner greatness in you, don't hide it from the world. Like, don't. that's a disservice to me. It's a disservice to you. It's a disservice to your family. Show us what you're made out of. Show yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about showing up, right, Kayvon? Oh, it's, yeah, it's showing up. Showing up. So let me ask you this, because I'm always interested for all the thought leaders that I've had on the show, for all the people who dabble in the world of uh, personal development and walk their talk authentically every single day. I'm always curious to know, one, who are your mentors, and two, what rituals or mantras do you incorporate into your daily practice? Uh, yeah, so mentors are huge. I mean, this is one of my teachings I teach the kids, is you need to get your, your mentor um, there was actually, Harvard actually did a study saying that every child who winds up doing well has at least one stable, committed relationship with a supportive adult. And mentors are very important. But I was actually just teaching one of my clients yesterday that a mentor isn't your best friend. A mentor isn't someone who's two or three years older than you. A mentor is at least 10 to 15 years older than you who has gone down the path that you want who is a success and who is not going to charge you money, who's going to give you free, amazing advice. And here's how you repay your mentors. You show up. You listen. You do the work. You ask questions. You become present. And the only way you pay them back is you pay it forward. You then become a mentor to someone else. And I was fortunate for when I was a little child to have a coach that came into my life who literally saved my life. I was an ADD, crazy, jumping off the seat kind of child, <laughs> and I needed to have focus. And my mother, God bless my mother, she tried her best. She tried basketball, but I had two left hands. We tried we tried swimming, but my you would think that like bricks were attached to me. I just sank. We tried soccer, and I had two right feet. But then something happened where there was skiing, and I jumped on those skis. And keep in mind, I'm a Persian. I got I got sand and fire in me. I don't got snow in minus thirty. But still, like it's crazy. It, it, it's like it's like the Jamaican bobsled team, right? Right. But it, but it worked. It worked. I connected to those skis, and those skis connected to me. And I had that mentor. I I really believe that made all that happen. And you know what it was? It was somebody who believed in me. Mm -hmm. It was someone who believed in me. So then once you grow out, you kind of sometimes outgrow your mentor. So I always just looked. That was my mantra is who's doing what I'm doing and who's doing it for at least 10 to 15 years and doing it very, very well. And then I would go and I would seek out to them. But you just can't pick the phone up and I can't pick up the phone and go, Hey, Tony Robbins, I want you to be my mentor. It's not going to happen. Right. You and I both know that there, there needs to be an organic relationship there. So in order to do that, you got to put yourself out there, ask questions, meet people, go to networking events, 
Find, be the person you want to be, so do the things you need to do to do that. If, if, you, if you want to be a professional athlete, but yet you're sitting at home playing video games every day, it, does, it just doesn't work. Does it make sense? And that's, I mean, that's a big you know, analogy, but like, I mean, it's just the reality of that. So I had mentors. I look up to people now, like you know, Tony Robbins. I just follow what he's doing. I love that. Uh, I mean, a Lewis Howes. I mean, Lewis Howes was a big mentor to me. Grant Cardone was a big mentor to me. I had I had some personal mentors too in my life. That my very first sales uh, job, I was very fortunate again. And I think was I fortunate or did I make my luck? You know, did I was I lucky or did I put myself in that position? And I had two amazing guys that were they were young. At that time, I was 24. They were 33. They were young sales weapons. Like, I'm talking to you, amazing guys. They actually have great programs themselves. And they showed me things that I just didn't know. They opened up my eyes to a world that I didn't know because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know, absolutely. You don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And you have to be coachable, right? Oh, you have to be coachable. And the soonest, listen, this is very key. The soonest. You say, oh, I know. Oh, no, I get it. You become uncoachable. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So don't say you know. You can say, I've heard that before, and I think I understand that. Or I've heard that before, and I can add value to that. But you don't know. Because as soon as you say, oh, I know, I know, you just become uncoachable. Here are the two things, two things you need. It's called the teachability index, or you can call it the coachability index. The two things you need if you want to be coachable and if you want your life to change. You need to be willing to learn, meaning, yes, I'm willing to learn. My mind is open. I will listen. But you also need to be willing to change. Okay. And if your willingness to learn is 10, I want to learn, I want to learn. But then I say to you, okay, well, you can't. you got to stop eating that crappy food. you got to stop watching TV. And you're going to probably have to go for a walk in the morning. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> well, you know, 10 times zero is zero, right? Right. You're not not coachable. You're not teachable or vice versa. Oh, I'm willing to go for the walk. Oh, and I'm willing to stop watching TV. Okay, but you're going to actually have to now read that book for half an hour and learn what I'm teaching. Oh, no, I don't read. Well, you're not teachable, right? Right. So, yeah. So I call, I teach my, I teach these students that. And I teach uh, the high school students that. Like, you got to be coachable. You got to be teachable. And I tell them, you don't have to love it. You can actually hate it, but you have to respect it. Yes. Yes. Key points. Thank you for sharing, Kayvon. So what I would like to know from you, too, because everybody defines this quite differently. Uh, answers are quite similar, but everybody has their own variation in how it's unique to them and the way they define it. How do you define leadership, Kayvon? Ooh. How do I define, define leadership? Well, let me go off that one second because leadership is very important to me. And on my wall, you asked me what I do in the mornings, too. But on my wall, I have several framed um, things that I've typed out. And my my uh, purpose in life is to inspire the world while transforming the true leader within. And how I define leadership is you being your best self mm-hmm. for others, in service of others. And you don't want to go to that top or be the CEO to be there by yourself. You want to be that person because you want to bring everyone around you with you. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, and, and leadership is just that, is how can I make your world better? How can we work together to make the world better? And the way I can, the way I say it is, and I would never take anyone's stuff, and this is, I'm a, I'm a big fan of John Maxwell, and one of his five fundamentals to being a leader is how do you value people? How do you add value to people? Look for ways to add value to people. Then you need to do things to add value to people. And this one is my all-time favorite. Encourage others to add value to people. And that is why I do my program. I try to encourage these kids to be the leaders of their school. I would love nothing more than a high school full of amazing people. And we said something before. It doesn't matter if you want to be a professional athlete. It doesn't matter if you want to be a doctor. I don't care if you want to be a fireman, a a police officer. Whatever it is you choose you want to do, be the best at it. And be your best version at it. And that's all I'm trying to get out of people. 
Fantastic. Excellent. This is great. I'm loving this energy here, Kayvon, and I'm loving the answer. Absolutely. So the other question that I sometimes, not always, I sometimes ask people, and usually I've left it to the end of the show, but I'm going to ask you now as it comes to me. What is the legacy you choose to leave behind? How do you wish to be remembered? Honestly, as someone that was your your friend, as someone that was just, you would think of Kayvon and you think, like a Mother Teresa. Honestly, I know that's a bad way. I never, I would never, ever, um, like, put myself with Mother Teresa. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, when you think of Mother Teresa, you think of just someone who is a pure soul. You think of someone who just gave back to the world and someone just was loving. And honestly, that's, I, I don't, that's all I want people to say was, you know what? That was a really good person. And we, and the world just lost someone really nice. Lovely. Well, I think for the way in which I've come to know you, and again, you know, kindred spirits, it doesn't matter how many years you've necessarily known somebody or haven't known somebody. We don't share history other than just this summer having met at Harvard. And I have to say, you know, I really feel akin to your spirit, to your soul. I certainly get behind 100% the way in which you choose to execute and maneuver your life and navigate. Uh, I have immense respect for anybody who does that. Uh, because that does come back to the core of obviously Kayvon loves himself. Obviously Kayvon is invested in himself. Obviously Kayvon respects himself. And, you know, how can you not support that? How can you not fall in love with those characteristics of somebody who just really gets life, really understands what it is to be here, and chooses to get out of their own way so that they can maximize the potential of the gift of life? Yeah, I mean, and I'm hearing you say that, and you're saying Kayvon who really loves himself, and and again, I'm a realist, and I didn't love myself for so many years, mm-hmm. and you know what? I, I was angry. I honestly, I woke up angry. Sure, I had great days, but over on an overall, I was just, I was, I was frustrated. I was tense. I always had this anxiety, and and always, you know, putting on this face. Like most people, when when I speak, they go. I never knew you were like this in high school. It's, no, because all you see is the title. All you see is the face, the, the this persona. You don't actually see the soul of a human being. And I can tell you, like, if you don't love yourself today, you've got to find a way to look deep within yourself and find that love because you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't even have the love for yourself, how can you ever give love to someone that you want to love, your friends, your family, your kids. It's, it's, it's impossible. And I said to you, I, I was so happy I woke up and found that love. Because the moment I found that love, I found respect. I found harmony. I found joy. I, I found out that you don't have to be right all the time. It's okay <laughs> to be wrong and to learn. And it's powerful to say, I don't know what that is. Do you want to help me out? So that I don't get it. It's it's just so much more strength and saying, I am so sorry. I actually made a huge mistake there. How can I be better? Mm-hmm. Or 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 to, to or to say this is not your fault that I'm upset and now that you're enraged with me. This is my fault, and I'm so sorry for that. Right? Like it's it's that whole. If, have you ever heard the whole perfection to excellence kind of thing? Yeah. Like perfection, right, is always having to be right, where excellence is willing to be wrong. Perfection is just fear, while excellence is willing to take that risk. Perfection is anger, it's frustration. Excellence is just powerful. Perfection is control. Excellence is spontaneous. Perfection is judgment. Excellence is accepting. Perfection is taking, where excellence is giving. Perfection is that doubt, the I can't, the I won't. Excellence is that confidence, is the I can. Even though it may be hard, even though it will be difficult, I know I can. Beautiful. Well, you know, as and this isn't, you know, it's very hard to come upon uh, things, original thoughts these days, as you know. But, you know, the person who opts to be kind over being right has already won. Yeah, I think so, 100%. You know, yeah. and you'll see, and you'll see, and let's get really, let's have the real conversation too, is there are a lot of leaders yeah. <laughs> that that uh, shouldn't be leaders. 
and the, and they're living by the title. And then there's a lot of people who aren't leaders that should be leaders. And I always say that the title doesn't define the leader. The leader defines the title. And there's yeah. a lot of pe- bad people. I really do. Good things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. But the chances are, if you're a better person, better things will come to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, uh, Kayvon, again, not unlike something that I've asked many guests before, you know, as people who try to be grounded, as people who try to be uh, in the moment, but also for our type of energy and for the where we envision ourselves and visualize ourselves to be, you know, where do you envision yourself a year from now i know as i plugged your bio you know i understand it's calling for you it's very important for you you're on a mission you want to reach all the students you want to get into all the high schools so this is clearly one of those things that's on your radar but outside of that where do you forecast the future of Kayvon? where are you going i honestly i'm at that point where if i continue which i'm going to because i have that in me to keep pushing forward, I, I I want to be able to be a big thought leader in, in globally. Uh, I don't want to just I don't want to just speak at high schools. That, that's small minded for me to think that I can just go to every high school, speak, and it's about me speaking. No, no, no. It's about impact. I want my Epic Life Academy implemented in every high school after I spoke there. I want this school curriculum to accept what I'm offering. I'm not trying to change it. I'm just trying to add more. Add more leadership training. Add more goal setting. More building a life that someone wants to live in every high school across North America and eventually globally. I want to speak on stages inspiring millions of people. I want to be everybody's friend and most important, I just want to create the life I knew I always deserved, I knew I always dreamed of, and the life my parents left their country to come to this country, Canada, for. And I want to give back to them because they truly deserve everything that I know I can give them. Beautiful. Well, I have no doubt that that's all going to happen for you. I mean, you're the living manifestation doing it. I mean, you know, it's like when you talk about walking into your preferred state of reality, you know, it's the energy is always there. You can already map out and clearly see yourself there. Not that it's an end game because it's never ending. You're completely always choosing to revolutionize yourself and to be the evolution. But, you know, when you very carefully, very clearly very methodically, energetically put yourself out there and you say, yep, I so see that as if that's happening right now. That mindset, you catch up. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of time. It it is. But I really want to, I really, I like one thing that I, that I noticed when I listen to a lot of, you know, people is they always talk about the high, the great, the great, the great, but they never talk about the reality. And the reality, and I'm sorry, Lisa, if, if, if I can go with this, is, is yeah. the reality is, is it's not just, oh, I'm going to manifest it. Oh, Kayvon believes it. No, 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 no. I'm waking up every single day at 6 a.m. and I have a clear direction every day because the day before I go to bed, I write down what is tomorrow going to be? What is the roadmap? And every day I go through that. I'm working 12, 15-hour days, weekends, nights trying to make this happen. And it's not easy. And there's days I wake up, and I'm telling you, I wake up, and I want to quit. And there's days where I do nothing because I can't find the energy to do something. But what I do do is I move forward every single day. And don't expect it to be easy because it won't. But it's going to be amazing because every time you fail, you're going to learn something. You really do. And you go, I'm not going to do that one again. And here's what I encourage you. Don't keep it to yourself. Tell people how you failed so they can learn from your failures too and not make the same mistakes that you're making. And if the world worked like that, can you imagine a world where everyone just helped everyone? Everyone just wanted to. And it's not everyone. I want to help everyone. We're all tribal people. But imagine that every tribe just helped their own tribe, let's call it. What Mm -hmm. kind of world we would live in? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, beyond the sky's the limit. You know, people who say, you know, the sky's the limit. No, beyond the sky's the limit. And it all comes from a place of heart, and it comes from mindset, and it comes from conscious choice every single day. So, and I love the fact, I'm going to take step this back a little bit. I'm going to yeah. rewind the dial. So, you know, a couple of things you said, uh, a couple of things that I gleaned from what you said, and why you're a guest on my radio show today, and why I'm so glad that you're imparting all this wonderful wisdom to the listeners, and no doubt this is going to impact and enrich the lives, and perhaps the light bulb goes on for somebody, and it's completely cathartic and life-changing, which is what you're all about. Love it. So, one, leadership. You know, very important when we, dis- we you know, discern the difference between authentic leaders and people who just like the title, as you mentioned, of leaders. For me, a big key difference and a huge essential ingredient is vulnerability, you know, who we are all human beings, and it doesn't matter where you are in the hierarchy of entrepreneurial, self-employed, working for somebody else, wherever, unemployed, you know, it's very important that you get exceptionally clear on we're all human. And so how do I relate to other people? How am I relational? How can people identify with me? Well, if we pretend that everything was an overnight success, if we pretend everything consistently aligns for us, if we pretend everything is a success and an A plus and 100%, then there's no connection with people because people will only connect with you and see you as an inspirational person, uh, authentic leader if you're willing to be open and honest about, one, your failures, B, perhaps the darkest period in your life that catapulted you in the direction that you're now on, and C, just owning your own shit. Accountability is everything. If you're not honest with yourself, if you don't go within yourself and question, to what degree am I professing bullshit? Am I living bullshit? Am I uh, believing bullshit? You know? Nobody is going to buy into your message because you're still blocked. You're still not doing the work. You're still not comfortable with being uncomfortable. So the fact that your speech was what it was, when you talked about the things that you talked about, even at the top of the hour when you were saying, you know, the only person who really believed in me was my mom for a period of time. You know, you got picked on. You had a coach who was basically telling you, you know, quit football, quit high school, university. You know, I am so glad that you did not buy into that. And again, this is what I try to impress upon people. That is a choice, and it doesn't matter if you're in the bottom of the shits. It doesn't matter if everybody's bailed on you and walked out and can't see what defines you as being uniquely special and being worthy and deserving of having a purpose in this life and to be filled with joy and to be filled with passion. Um, I just want to say thank you for not giving up, Kayvon. I'm so glad that I met you as a result of you not quitting on yourself. Oh, I, I mean, I got the shivers. Just thank you. So I, I honestly do. I got goosebumps right now. Um, my heart's filled. My heart is my heart is actually filled this morning. Uh, being here with you and and with the what you just said there, it's it's amazing. Thank you. And and you were saying, yeah, if you're at the bottom of the shits, like it's okay. It's okay if you're at the bottom of the shits. It's your story. I yeah. tell people. I mean, that's amazing that they say, well, I have this and this and this. I go, that's amazing. That's a story because somebody needs to hear that because someone else is in that same situation. Right, and we all have our own story, and 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 in each story there is a message, there is an inspiration, and not everyone wants to do it, but everyone can be authentic. Everyone can be a leader. It, there's there's no price tag to being a leader. There's no price tag to waking up and having goals. There's there's no there, you know it's it's just it is a mindset, and it's and again it's not a, a simple mindset. It, it's a difficult one, but but. It's one worth having. I can't express that more. It's just one worth having. If you don't have a goal, then you have no passion. You've got no purpose. No goals, no application, no purpose. So you got to find why, why, what, what it is you want. And, and you got to really ask yourself, is it? So like, there's one thing where a lot of people, oh, I want to do this. Well, why do you want to do that? Because your friends are doing that? One of my favorite ones is, I, oh, I, sorry, I, I'm going off your ADD. But yep. I love it. Because is, 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 this is a big one that's happening right now. I want to be a real estate agent. And it just, the first question I ask, 
is why. Is it because the real estate market's hot and everyone around you seems like they're making money off real estate? Because I'll tell you the reality is only 5 to 10% of real estate agents are making 90% of the sales. And the reason why is because they have a passion for it. They were meant to be real estate agents. So they wake up every day, not because it's money, because they love watching families get into their first home. They love watching investors buy that second property. They get encouraged by that, not because of the dollar sign. So ask yourself, why if you're going to go after something, well, why is it? Really, why are you doing it? Is it because it's for the title? Is it because it's for what other people think it should be for you? Or is it what you truly want? Because there is no shame in shooting for those stars and missing, but it is a huge shame to have no stars to shoot for. And I'll leave this with this last one thing is, do I think the biggest problem we have in the world, and I've seen this, is it's not that we shoot so high and miss, is we shoot too low and we succeed and we wow. accept Wow. Wow. Okay, that was beautiful. Wow, I'm I love that. I love that. I'm gonna be playing back the podcast and I'm gonna be <laughs> that line down. That is you just encapsulated it right there. That that could be the whole interview right there in that sentence. Beautiful. Yeah. This is amazing. Like I'm having a great day and I love being here. And it's Excellent. it's being in this community. And I'm actually feeling energy right now. I'm literally feeling, I know there's people listening going, that's right. Like their day is going to be better. And that's amazing. Absolutely. Well, we have you to thank for that, Kayvon. And unfortunately, our hour always goes too quick here for my liking. Um, So I want to quickly give you the opportunity to uh, plug where people can find you. Social media, websites, whatever, whatever you offer. I'm just going to make it easy for everyone. www.kayvon.com, www.kayvon.com. My contacts there, my emails there, all my social, my Twitter, everything, everything hashtag is Coach Kayvon. Um, and, and I honestly, if you heard anything I said today and, and it's resonating in you and you just feel like there's something in you burning desire, whether you're a high school student, you're in university, or you're a 40-year-old who's just sitting in traffic right now wondering why you're there, I've been there, I've done it, reach out to me. Like I said, my name is Kayvon. And I'm your friend. Love it. Well, Kayvon, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. I want to say what a blessing it is to have you in my life. I don't believe in coincidences. We were truly meant to meet at Harvard. And I just want to say that I know that you're going to continually go on to do wonderful things. And not for the sake of having the accolade to say I've accomplished wonderful things, but because you are honoring your birthright, you are choosing to step right into it. And you are so clearly meant to be doing everything you're meant to be doing. And I just love seeing people on fire. So I'm going to welcome you back later down the road when we have more updates. Uh, We'd love to. We'd love to be there. Because there's no doubt this is going to continually ramp up for you. So I just want to say thank you, Kayvon. It's been a blessing. Love to you. I want to say thank you to my listeners once again for your loyal listenership. Always a pleasure to be joined here by you uh, on Friday mornings. Again, I'm Lisa McDonald. This is my host show, Carpe Diem, with the Contact Talk Radio Network. And I wish everybody a phenomenal weekend. Please listen to the podcast. I'm going to be reissuing the podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on my website. You can find it everywhere. Please listen to what Kayvon has to say, and please reach out to him. This is somebody who you definitely want to have in your corner. So from Dundas, Ontario, Canada, I wish everybody a phenomenal, safe weekend. Love and gratitude. Be your own hero. Be your own shiro. Be your own leader. Take care and all my best. Love to all. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.